Hi, welcome to Getting It Together. I'm your host, Erin Heidelberger, the OG Git Mom. What is Git Mom? It's a philosophy, a way of life, and a national movement, if I do say so myself, that's helping moms everywhere get it together. G-I-T. Get it? I'm a certified parent coach and the founder of Get Mom. I empower moms to feel in control in this totally out of control experience we call motherhood. I want to welcome you to a whole new way of thinking about parenting. The secret formula to creating a happy family is, wait for it, to put yourself front and center. Get Mom is the only coaching company in the country focusing on mom's happiness rather than her kids. I give moms simple one, two, three steps to parent more effectively and efficiently. The end goal is always to carve out happy mommy time for you because happy, confident, independent moms raise well-adjusted, self-assured, and happy children. Every podcast, I'll be inviting my guests to talk about how they get off Mommy Island, how they put the me in mommy, and what they do to get it together. My dream for this podcast is to be the answer to your parenting woes. So let's get into it. Nicole Feliciano is an entrepreneur that knows no bounds. In fact, after leaving her job as a buyer at Ralph Lauren in 2003, she spent all of 2004 traveling the world. In 2005, Nicole realized that it was time to start a family, but she didn't want to leave style in the dust. That's why she started Mom Trends, an online resource that educates mothers on how to spend their time and money and curates solutions for the challenges of modern motherhood. Nicole is married with two teenage girls, and we are thrilled to have her on today's episode to talk about her life and experience with motherhood. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for hosting me and excited to chat. All right. Well, tell us about your family. So I have two girls. They are 12 and 14. We are Full on in hormone. You are land. in it, sister. Yeah. And my husband and I have been married for 16 years. Okay. So Brian and I have been married for 17 years. Okay. Because Cole is our oldest and he just turned 16 and we had a, uh, hey, whoa, it's been a month of marriage and hello. <laughs> so, right. You guys are totally in it. Yep. Tell us where you live. We live in Dumbo, Brooklyn, which is a uh, loft community that popped up probably about, we've been living there for 15 years. Uh, for five years, there was nothing going on there. It was uh, pretty wide open, and now it's really bursting at the seams. New York is like that with trendy neighborhoods. They just kind of get overrun. Well, quickly. but you guys, right, you made it cool. So, yes. yeah, right, you know, Total of course. Trendsetter. Yeah, you, st- you, started, you started it. So... Tell me more about this. Did you and, you know, I know you sometimes call your husband Mr. Mom Trends. Did you guys plan and set out to raise city kids or how did this kind of come about? He grew up in in New York City. He uh, is a third generation New Yorker. So I think for him, he couldn't imagine not being here. He works in the, sure. the finance industry. So I think he's closely tied to New York City. I grew up in 
rural suburban Maryland, and I did not imagine raising kids in an urban setting. So that has been a lot of navigating for the two of us. And I will say we are almost never here on weekends. Before we bought an apartment in New York City, we ended up buying a um, place in the super rural part of Northwest Connecticut, where we spend almost every weekend, uh, year long so and a lot of summer. Yeah. And so just we like regroup and get the heck out. Yeah. We invested our, our real estate within moving outside of New York. And we lived in a pretty small apartment back when the girls were little. They shared a windowless studio. Sure. Why not? Who cares? They didn't know any differently. They didn't right? know any different. And then on the weekends and in summer, we could give them wide open spaces and they could see bugs and get dirty. And it's been a real blessing to the family. Um, I understand. I, I totally get what you're saying. So I love your story and I love the thought process that went into where we're going to raise our family and how you guys you took smart financial steps to now be able to offer all four of you the best of both worlds between city and country living. But let's talk parenting. Yep. So I'm all about being calm and scheduled and I'm a bit, you know, type A. How do you and your husband divide and conquer raising the girls? He's been a lot more involved, I would say, in the past seven years, which has been tremendously helpful. There, I will say there was an inflection point in the business where the company hit a million dollars in revenues. I was stretched. Incredible. Incredible. It, very excited about that. But I was right. I was definitely yeah. stretched thin. And I just, and I, I think I had the book offer. I wrote a book a, a few years ago, and I think I had the book offer in hand. And I, an abundance of blessings, but I needed of course. more more help. Right. You're like, I I need a partner. Like, yeah. you got to step up here, buddy. Like, you know, this isn't going to happen on its own. These girls aren't getting to school or to their lessons or to their extracurriculars. And I'm falling apart. So this is really huge. And you need to be an equal partner. And it's really, you know, did you find it was hard to have the confidence to speak up? Or was he or was it you know, I'm not saying you guys were at each other, but I'm, I'm sure it wasn't like he wasn't living in the dark realizing, OK, Nicole is drowning. Like, what can I do for her? How did, how did this come about? Yeah, it definitely I, I found, you know, through our marriage, subtle innuendo is, is not the thing. It's that not going to make yeah. it happen. And, and suffering in silence is not. Oh, it's, um, it's a silent killer. It yeah. is. So rather than opt for martyrdom, I said, I'm going to need about 20 hours a week to work on this book for about three months of that schedule. And I said, you know, some of it can come from sleep deprivation, but I can't. But it can't exist. Like, this is not going to happen. So he uh, he did really step up and he started doing uh, the breakfast routine and then drop off. And that bought me. That's huge. He gave me about 10 hours a week because I would wake up in the morning, I'd go start writing and he did the breakfast with the girls. And it really, it helped them get closer to him. Sure. So everyone won. But I would say the key is, you know, before I even signed the book, contract. I said, look, I'm going to need to get this time. And we put these pieces in place before I committed to do the the extra work. And I'd say I'd That's highly so advise smart. that rather than ho- hoping. Often what happens is people, right, they just hope and just figure like, oh, it'll just, you know, it'll figure itself out. And like, no, it's really not going to without costing something, you know, your health or your mental sanity or your relationships. Yeah. And my my uh, business manager has passed along a very um, great quote that we we work with all the time that hope is not a strategy. So we I love it. Really, you guys hear that? Yeah. 
Hope is not a strategy. So let's not hope that life gets better. Let's make a strategy to make it better. All right. Tell us about your book, what it's called, what it's about. It came out in 2016. It's called Mom Boss. And it, it was a lot of time management tips, confidence boosting tips, financial tips as well. Um, A lot of the businesses that I think women start tend to be underfunded compared to men. So talking about building a financial strategy where you weren't overextending yourself and really encouraging women to continue working through the stressful years of having kids. There's the years of physical stress and then the teenage years, which are more mental stress. But of course, you and I are seeing our friends on on the backside of this and the ones who didn't have a work product of some sort are are really struggling in their post, in their next chapter. Yeah. What's happening, I don't know if you're observing, all of their hopes and dreams are attached to their kid making the band or the dance or especially let's talk about the college application process and when their child fails what their hopes and dreams are then the parent is just a disaster on the floor because a parent feels their success is tied into their child's success and they can't control their child and because the parent has lost their whole sense of self and everything's tied to their kid, then the parent is like lost. And then the parent is complaining to the child because the child not only failed, but the parent thinks failed himself, but failing mom and dad. And that creates very poor self-esteem and a lot of animosity within the family unit. And so, right, I'm all about keeping that sense of me in mommy and keeping a sense of what turns us on? Yeah. We, we have something for ourselves that gives us joy, right? So when we walk, so we walk into our teenager's room and they're like, get out. It doesn't crush our souls, you know, because we're feeling, you know, you know, we had a good day at work. You yep. know, we're feeling good about ourselves and we come home to our crabby, you know. And, and I would say in a relationship, too, it, it's not sexy to have all of your eggs in the parenting basket. It is not sexy. And if we want to have sexy time, we need to have a full, full, enriched life. Agree. Agree. I wish I had a bell. Ding, ding, ding. Ah, yeah, <laughs> right, right. All right, we'll add, it, we'll add it to your work mantras. So it's so interesting. You mentioned how he started doing breakfast at 7 a.m. That was the, like, before Get Mom even began, my husband, Brian, he always did 7 a.m. breakfast. So I could... Because again, remember, I'm type A. So I could make the beds and like Swiffer and just have the house kind of put together so that I could get the kids to school and get this out myself to gym. So I would come home to a, a clean house. And so we always, we've always done that 7 a.m. breakfast. And even though the kids now, you know, even the youngest who's eight, he could obviously get something for himself. But it's still kind of, it's just like our unsaid rule that he is going to get his butt out of bed and get their breakfast going at seven. And that's how we set it. That's how we kick off our day. So yeah, we have something that that routine is in common. I think it's so, so important for mom and dad to have those set routines and that they're scheduled. And so that, so each parent knows what their role is within the family and that the kids know what to expect from mom and dad. And so mom knows dad has breakfast so she can do whatever turns her on. Yep. I love it. Agree. So I love following all of your travel adventures and Switzerland, by the way. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, my gosh. All right. So Nicole went to Switzerland to ski. 
talk about sexy. <laughs> that And without kids. So it was definitely off but, the charts. And we'll say I, st- I planted the seed to do travel coverage with Mom Trends about Mom Trends is going into its 14th year. So 10 years ago. So for anybody listening and say, I want to be a travel blogger. Well, it, it probably took 10 years to get invited to Switzerland to cover. And thank Samaritan you for property. that honesty, yeah. because everyone thinks they look at your Instagram Oh, look at look at all these adventures that she's getting paid to cover. Well, right. It just didn't pop up like you had to make this happen. Yeah. And a lot of relationship work. And I probably met with the um, Swiss tourism at least three or four times in New York City talking about you know what our coverage looks like and how we present different opportunities to our community. So I, I would love everyone to know that travel writers, there's so much more that goes into an experience like that. It is lovely. There's right. once you're right. there, it, it is sublime. Uh, and I do everything. I mean, I, I jam every sort of every minute of the every day. experience. So it's not really a vacation, but it is a travel experience that will never be replicated. I know. Well, and also what people forget. So you're getting all these amazing experiences, but at the same time, you have to keep notes. You're, you have to document it. And then you have to just keep track of like what was great, what what wasn't great so that you can go home and give that content to your and, followers. And I have to find photographers internationally. So oh, right. another. So I before I take the trip, I start uh, doing local searches for uh, professional photographers and Ritz. And then I would interview a number of people. So fancy. And, and it's, you know, every place real. I go, I need a photographer. So I've used a service called Flytographer before, which oh, is cool. fantastic. They're not everywhere, but they're in a lot of foreign um, locations. And uh, but there's the research of doing that as well. That no one thinks about. No one thinks about. And it's and there's an expense investing in that. And then I get, you know, I'll probably get 400 photos. Some I'll take, some of the professionals take, and I'll probably end up using six. That's craziness. Yeah. So, right. Six out of the 400. All right. So when we go on vacation, it, you know, it doesn't matter. We're the captains of our family. It doesn't matter if the ship is docked, you know, in the family home port or it is out to sea. So what are your top three tips for ensuring your family is organized while you are away, while you're traveling so that you aren't feeling guilt and that you can best focus on your travels? So if I'm not traveling with the kids, a yes. few things go into place. My husband and I share a Google calendar Oftentimes I will travel without him and he'll stay home and, and manage sure. the home front. So we have all the kids' schedules color-coded. I'm sure you probably I do the same. Would, but no, but like this is good information. Yeah. Okay. So my my younger daughter gets all the yellow events. My older daughter is uh, turquoise blue. My husband is purple. So And then I will – the events are on the calendar and I send him individual invites for track pickup or um, science test. So he knows all that. And then I also create a whiteboard. And I know this is so type A, but uh, we have a... Oh, you're talking to the type A, type A police a, over here. That's okay. I get you. It's a four foot by four whiteboard. It's enormous. Okay. And uh, everyone, again, is color coded the same color colors that are also on the Google. Well, calendar. that would make sense. I like the consistency. And so that way they can really... I think the Google is great because it, it's going to pop up reminders like I've got to go pick up a child in 45 minutes. Uh, but the whiteboard really gives them a sense of what the week looks like so that so they, they're at 7 a.m. breakfast and yeah. like, hey, yo, here's our day. Yeah. yeah. And we've also made a few savvy investments. We really take um, nutrition very seriously. So I have a standing fresh direct order that 
it's going to come in on Sunday night, whether I'm there or not. And we did test out a, um, a personal chef service mm-hmm. um, throughout this winter. Yeah. We're taking a little hiatus right now, but it was it's called Colonistas, and they sent a chef in on Monday, and she prepared eight dishes, and it got us through the week. Okay, that was when my husband and I had a pretty serious travel schedule between the two of us. And it was a tremendous help. We're finding that it was a lot more expensive than Fresh Direct's prepared foods. So we we took a little hiatus, but I'm super intentional of what we're going to eat rather than just thinking he's going to figure it out or I'm going to figure I like it out. The, I like those words, super intentional. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So we've got the Google Calendar. We're being intentional on our feeding schedule. What's your third Last oh, so I'd say the whiteboard uh, oh, right. is, is number three. So we've the got whiteboard. the whiteboard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the whiteboard. And I will say, if everyone's eating well, usually it takes a layer of stress. Right. If they're of- sleeping, they're eating, they're feeling, you know, healthy from those, those two tips, then it makes, right, they're feeling less stress. The whiteboard tells them, everybody, this is your day. Yep. This is what's going on until the grand poobah. And I also cruise directors home before we leave. Before yeah. I leave the week before I leave, so say next week I have a, a trip to Utah. I'm doing mm-hmm. some ski coverage. All right. And you know, at, at track practice, I was taking my daughter home, and I said, "Oh, you know, I'm, I'm leaving next week. Is there anything special you want to do tonight that we could? You just knowing that I'm not going to be there next right. week. Right. Have a little date together. So having so intentional special. time like that, and then we did plan on the back end. She's going to have a sleepover with a friend when I get back. So. Letting her know that I'm invested in her happiness and well-being and also taking credit for it. And I'll say, okay, I'm going to, I'm traveling, but when I get back, it's going to be about you and we're going to do these things for you. So everybody in the family is winning, but you've also got to kind of pat yourself on the back for that and make sure the kids know that it doesn't just happen on its own, yeah. that I'm the cruise ship director and I'm I'm making it all happen. And you, and so important that you're saying to yourself, you're giving yourself a clap on the back, like, hey, you know what? I have a super busy, rich, full life, but I'm making sure that everyone is accounted for and everyone feels appreciated and special. And I'm the one who's doing it, which that is like everything because really who else is going to, you know, give us an award if we don't give it to ourselves? Yeah, and I've got got two girls. If you don't start training them early to take credit for the wins, um, I don't know who's going to teach them. So I love that. That is really, really smart. So what's the favorite place you've traveled to? Which I know has got to be such a hard question. It's very. I would say you're well traveled domestically. Yeah, we we, um, we had a, a trip to Sun Valley, Idaho, last year that was completely magical and unexpected. I'd never been to Idaho. I didn't know anything about it, and it was besides it, the it, spuds. Right, <laughs> it, it uh, really blew me away. Internationally, there's still so many places that I'd love to see, but I will say my husband and I have been to Paris together. I think 19 times. Are you kidding me? Oh, you're so lucky. That is amazing. So we, um, it's really, a and city it's still your favorite. It's still my favorite. It's, and it's like New York City. There are always something new is popping up. There's always a new exhibit. I've probably been to more museums in Paris than I have in New York. I'm sure I've spent more hours in museums there. Wow. So, yeah, I, I, I understand. I mean, it is very magical. It's so pretty. So, on the order of this topic, mom guilt is an everyday occurrence. I use self-talk and, you know, especially with this podcast, it's a whole new animal for me. And um, this morning I woke up and, you know, I was talking to myself. I'm like, hey, 
you know, you got to put yourself out there. You can't just keep doing the same old, same old. And, you know, I'm strong enough. And, you know, I got this and people like me. And, you know, so I'm all about self-talk. So when I'm I'm questioning my career versus being a stay-at-home mom, you know, what is the mantra that you use to remind yourself you have value outside of the home and your career is just as important as being a mom? The fact that my children may not ever be in a position to be a stay-at-home mom, I think the economy is drastically changing. There may no, be no single breadwinner households that exist. So they they live what they see. I mean, I think talking to them about career opportunities is one thing, but showing them another. You're walking the talk. Uh, so I think that's very real. There's so many single moms. There's so many people who don't get married. I don't know what their gen, what are they, gen? Oh, I have no They're idea. past millennials, whatever the next one is. Who knows what the trends will be in marriage and childbearing, but I know that they're going to have to work. You know, we're not planning on leaving them a pile of money either. So. No, neither are we, right? You got to work for it. We're working, right? We're not just sitting around uh, watching the housewives and I think our rosé. My husband and I are very aligned that we want our girls to have purposeful lives. I and mean, we don't use the words happy or easy but if they can find purpose and meaning in their life, I think all of those other things come into play. So I think modeling that, as you were saying, is, is it's the most important gift I can give to them from uh, this it's career. Beautiful. I, I fully, fully support. I get what you're saying. So you are strong, fit, get mom. How do you keep a sense of fitness and health at the top of your brain? How do you how do you make that a well, priority? I'm, gonna, I'm turning 50 this year and it's, I Happy will say birthday. like, <laughs> I know I just turned 49 a couple weeks ago. Not until December. So I have a little bit of time, but you I, do. I say every year you've got to adjust and I have so many clothes. And a quiet acceptance. Yeah. And I have so many clothes that I love. I worked at Ralph Lauren for a decade before I started Mom Trends. And I will say vanity is, is a main driver of, of trying to, you know, to stay 125 pounds for 20 years. And it's, it, it's uh, but it does, you've got to, you've got to keep tweaking what you're doing. Uh, but it is such an important priority for me. I had kids later and in order to keep up with them, I mean, they're both athletes and active and to have this vital life that I want to have with my husband and for myself, fitness and health are a super big priority. I will say I fit it in after work and family, those two things are, you know, at the top of the pyramid. So we go work one. I would say family, family one. Family one. <laughs> I'm not sure they would appreciate that. <laughs> family one, work two, and then uh, health. And I've figured out a way, you know, all of my workouts really revolve around spending time with other women. So I, I play in a squash league. No way. Um, what is squash? It's kind of like, it's like soccer. Old school racquetball. Okay. Okay. Um, so in enclosed court? Clo enclosed court. Okay. And I, I play doubles. So there's four people on a court. I usually play with a great mix of women. Um, in our group, we've usually got somebody in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. And it's fantastic. I love having friends of different generations. It's so good to see what's on the other side. And they're having grandkids. And it's, oh, it's so hopeful and happy. Um, so I have that. And then I have uh, two women that I run with very regularly and that's just like therapy. Well, this morning I went with a run for a girl with a girlfriend for six miles, and we just oh, don't stop talking nice. the entire time. All right, but and I'm then getting, you're not thinking about it. I'm getting girl time. I'm getting fitness. So, and I really Escapism. do try to package those two things together. I rarely work out where it's not some sort of social setting as well. 
Well, and also what's so great is you're getting off Mommy Island and you are connecting with like-minded women. And, you know, like you said, you're talking, you talked this morning, the whole six mile run, which is not a short time. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're super fast, but, you know, it's it's a lot of time. Then you're connecting and you're not thinking about, oh, my gosh, I want to die. I'm so tired. My legs hurt. You're just like in the moment and and you come away from those dual workouts. You're like, yeah, like that really, you know, and, and I actually I just started Every two weeks, I have a FaceTime with a, a mom friend of mine. She lives in Seattle. And we just, we, it, we're calling it our level up time. And we just talk about like things we're struggling with or what we we want to celebrate. And, and all we do is just like keep saying to each other, yeah, like that's so great. Like keep going because it's so hard to find anyone who is as much of a cheerleader and champion to you as you are to yourself. So when you can find that, it's like, and, and like you said, get fit and stay healthy. It's like home run. So I and I will it. say for anybody struggling with the fitness aspect, for me, scheduling it, it has been, Oh, it's, I'm it's with you. Otherwise forget it. Yeah. It's, it's not it's just not going to happen. Right, it's not going to happen. It's just, it's again, you have to, what was the word you used? We are going to be intentional, s- intentional, be intentional in how we schedule. And again, our hoping time. the workout will fit in. Never gonna happen. No way. And also, I love your honesty. Here's my weight. Here's what I've been. I want to look good, and I'm gonna stick with this number. And this is my goal. And and that's what works for you. Yep. I love it. And I am finding I'm right. I'm we're the same age, and I'm like I'm I'm like broadening. I'm like I cannot get this Lululemon bra top on without like you know having a contortion to try to help me get into it. So it's really as we are in this season of our yeah. womanhood, things are moving and grooving, and the numbers could be the same, they could be less, but you're like, nah, things don't fit the same because I so I know my body's changing, and it's really like it's it's screwing with my mind, and I'm trying to just stay active every day and not like put so much emphasis on and not 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 make me feel badly for my age because it's a privilege to be this age. I completely agree. And we don't own a scale. So I, I have, there's one at a gym, uh, the place where I play squash. So it's probably like every other week I'll think to step on there, but it is a good. It's like a, it's like a benchmark. It's like your report card. Yeah. And it, and I also have girlfriends who they have healthy, active lives, and they have gained weight through midlife, and they don't care. And that's great, too. As long as you feel great in your body. You are happy where you are at. It's all we are here to talk about. And that's like the big pivotal moment um, in my career or in my parenting career was just like, am I happy? You know what? I wasn't happy when I had my first son 16 years ago, but I didn't know what it was and what was why I was rushing and had so much anxiety. And then I took the I sought the steps to like, figure it out and and get me happy because when we're happy then everyone like it's like a gravitational pull people yep. want to come and like get on the happy bus and like oh you know I want to talk to you even though often I'm like oh my gosh don't talk to me I just want to be alone all right so let's talk about who is in your mom village we talked about your squash ladies yep. all the different generations I'm sure you know has your village shifted as the children have grown up and possibly changed schools or ended activities or started new activities. Like how has your village shifted as the girls have grown grown older? Yeah, it used to be very school centric. And now that the girls have such active social lives, you don't 
set play dates for 12 and 14. They, they set their own social calendar, right. which is fantastic. I know. It's uh, so crazy. So I will say I probably am making fewer new connections at this point. I'm with you. Me as uh, well. But I would also say, like, my my friendship the actual, like the visual looking, it's pretty full right now. And I'm also about giving the women who have been in my life up to this point, the quality and attention that they deserve. So I have six great girlfriends from Vanderbilt who we were all sorority sisters together. And I am in contact with them via text message almost every day. And just little things like I'm working on this. Can you guys cheer me on? Or this was a fail. This was a six. It's a pretty hilarious. Text and it's team. really it's so healthy. It's and, so that's, healthy. And, and you know what? It takes 10 seconds to send a text. Yeah. You know, it's that's so it. right. That's all it is. And they know I'm thinking about them. Yeah. Uh, so I have that group and they're great since they've known me since I was 17. It's also very humbling and grounding and fantastic. I have tremendous work partners that I've been with for 12 years. Sherry and Brooke have been working with me since 2008. And we have kids that are almost the exact same age. Oh, that's so cool. Um, you guys are so lucky to have that. We are super lucky. And we're we're in office usually just on Wednesdays. So we do spend the first hour just catching up and talking about things that are going over the water cooler (laughs) it's nothing to do with work and then uh the next four hours we'll actually get some um, some work done so very very lucky to have them and then my my i would say the last one is my brother who's not a girlfriend but he is probably one of the biggest parenting sounding boards other than my husband and i love getting the male perspective and we're since we're we're a match set when it comes to how we were parented. It is very illuminating to get right because he he has the same background as you, yeah. and so when you're like struggling, he's like, "Hey, Nicole, like remember when exactly you know?" Yeah. And you're like, "Okay, I hear what you're saying." So, yeah. so it's 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 a relatively, and I have some um, some my my workout uh, partners as well, and I will say I do try to give mentorship whenever it's called upon. And I do try to make myself open and available. Often on Fridays, I'll have coffee with somebody who's trying a startup or trying something new. So I do really try to make myself available for younger entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs of any age. But I would say, you know, friendship now, I'm also a a little guarded with my time. Oh, I, you know what, you know, Bethany Frankel, Frankel always says, you know, come with everything from a place of yes. And I'm now saying, no, come to it with a place of no, because you have to protect yourself. There's only so much you can give. So, yes, be open, be inquisitive, ask the questions. But then it's so important to protect yourself and your four walls, your family and your four walls, because if something is coming at you that doesn't serve you, it's only going to break you down. So like you said, protect your time is crucial, crucial. Agree. Yeah. Your current parenting season is raising tweens and teens. Me too. I feel this time is similar to the first 12 months with a newborn because you're thrust into a brand new reality. And this parenting season is even more challenging because these little humans can talk. Lucky us. So how many eye rolls are you getting on a daily basis? Uncountable um, amount of (laughs) of eye rolls. And I do think I would say a big game game changer, number one, reading the book Untangled. If you haven't read it and you have girls. Okay, Untangled. Just read it. Number two would be meditating. I'm a, I know you're in headspace. I'm in the headspace. I have the boys doing it for their bedtime routine. I love it. And then having things that you we were talking about before where you don't gain 
anything from the, the teenagers that you have so many other things that are giving you your self-worth because your teenagers are not going to give it to you. They don't care about us. They, <laughs> they are not going to give you positive feedback. So you've got to you've got to find places to get that positive feedback. And I think that's why everyone I know gets a dog when the kids in this at this age true. at this age of season. Okay. All right. <laughs> are you guys do you have a dog? We actually we just put a down payment in on, on a dog. Okay. And we uh, and I, I completely understand, but the meditation gives me that pause. To... Right, so you're not as reactive. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it drives them crazy because they see me like doing a few deep breaths. <laughs> She's going to her Zen place. You're like whatever it takes, but it's making it me a better, a lot less reactive. I love it. Good job. All right. So it's important to have strong self-esteem when we are parenting these little monsters because they don't have a filter. And it's really easy to feel dejected as a mom, as a person. So how do you keep their negativity from invading your brain and making you feel less than adequate? I think that um, exercise is, for, for me, probably one of the big things because when those endorphins start releasing, everything is better. I think having those strong relationships with other women, especially women who have kids in the same season of, of life. So my brother does, my girlfriend, girlfriend posse at work, and then a lot of my other girlfriends do as well. And just having that sounding board of non-judgmental um, and just being able to tell them, you know, I really had a crappy day talking with my uh, my teen today and they are there for you, but just not expecting to get it from your kids because it's just not going to happen. It's never going to happen. But like you said, it's so important to reach out to li your lifeline and say, yep. Hey, hey, I need some love. I need a cuddle. I need a hug. Like, yep. make me feel, you know, like a good mom. All right. So, how does our audience find you? The best place to find all things mom trends are at momtrends.com. And that's our social media handle as well. So, it's very easy to find me. And then all in, consistent. All consistent. And Instagram tends to be a lot of the travel and fashion. Um, but I do reply if anybody has a burning question, I always reply to DMs on there as well. All right. Well, thank you so much for oh, joining my me. Pleasure. Thank you. All right. I hope we inspired you guys to put the me in mommy. You can find Nicole on Instagram and Facebook, like she said, at mom trends and momtrends.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at getmom and check out my website, getmom.com to learn more about how to get it together. For now, this is Erin, your biggest cheerleader here to help you get it together, moms. And this podcast was recorded by Hanger Studios.